Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongakudu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of April 2nd, 2021. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And Luna. Hello, everyone. Ginky. Oh, Ginky, indeed. How are we today? Exhausted, but excited. I, I, I am tired, but I am hanging in there. How are you holding I'm, up, bud? I'm alive. <laughs> Some days that's all you can ask for. But with that, as you guys saw in our lovely title here, this week we are doing our lovely Music Corner Roundup. It's been a while, and it's going to be the first one of the year of our, I guess, bi- bi- bi-yearly, biannual thing by, that we bi- do here. Biannual. Yeah. Biannual here. <laughs> yeah. So, if you guys don't know, over the past lovely, lovely months, we do a thing called Music Corner, and we talk, we pretty much give an artist that we think that we should spotlight. And at near about like 25 or so, 20, 20 or 5 so artists that we introduce, we'd like to do a roundup pretty much to kind of reintroduce everyone to these artists and kind of give our thoughts several months or weeks later give or take but with that let's start with you gray as you have the first artist to kick off uh yeah uh so i the first artist that we covered for this list was a uh, dream maker which is a four member male vocal group coming from the kansai region uh they are a strong vocal group that really focuses on harmonizing and really have like a good pop sound to them. Uh, I really fell in love and enjoyed them. I think they're just a blast to listen to. And I really enjoyed going back and being able to listen and dig into them a little bit more. And in the time that we've covered them, they've also dropped a new song anniversary, which is a fun little number. But I'm curious to see how Yaz's opinions have changed over time. So let's start with you, Luna. So I honestly forgot we covered them until they popped back up on our list. And I'm glad I got to go back to them. However, I do understand why I forgot we cover them, covered them in general. To me, they're still that typical cookie cutter, vocal heavy, poppy boy group. I mean, don't get me wrong. They do have very strong vocals and they're talented. However... I feel like they suffer from not having that one track that stands out and pushes them to the front. I thought Anniversary was, you know, cute, but I did, again, you know, it left my mind not too long after I listened to it. And I think my other issue I still have with them is I feel that many of their tracks don't always match their vocals and it throws me off. So that was my big issue However, I did have enjoyment going back and listening to them. And I hope in the future that we're that they'll pop back up in some way and to see how they've they've changed composition wise. And in, in general, I think they still have great vocals, but they do need to still work on their compositions. I feel like that to me is still off. Yeah, same. Like honestly, they they do have very strong vocals, and I was thinking to myself, how, why did I sleep on this group originally? And it wasn't until I heard the track "Escape" 
that I understood. It's that this group kind of suffers from not matching the song that they're given with, which is kind of weird as supposedly they write all their tracks themselves and you think it would match because of that specific reason but for one reason or another it just kind of doesn't drive together in my personal opinion and that was the only crux of one of the reasons why i ended up either forgetting about them or just not liking them in general which is unfortunate no i understand uh they definitely have a a unique sound and stuff like I said, like what drew me to them was like their strong vocals. And I do think like they have pretty wide song compositions, but I could see where you, the criticism that you guys are saying where the vocal, the vocal melody and the music melody doesn't, don't always line up. They do do that on a couple of tracks. You're, you're correct. Yeah. that That's pretty much the only big thing that I have struggled with when I was going back to them because I was like you know they do have really strong vocals I'm like not surprised that a that you chose them originally and why then did I kind of give them a light today but it it took a couple tracks to just kind of set into focus there no no I understand I understand but yeah with that we'll move on to the next artist that we introduced which is Ryokoku Oshoku Shakai which is a four member pop rock band that you know they kind of stand out from the dime a dozen pop rock bands that formed around during the time of 20, 2012. And they kind of do various music styles and pop sounds that kind of reached into different roots and personalities of each member. And that kind of brings the uniqueness of their style really, really up. So how did you guys kind of like going back to them or some 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 of us, like for me, example, we didn't really look. Li- left so to speak so let's let's start with let's start with you gray How, how'd you thought about them going back yeah no um roku shoku shikai it was really fun to go back and visit to them i really did wind up enjoying them overall uh, i think they have a really good range of compositions and it was really just nice to go back and visit them and uh me and my wife we, you know we've been getting through like the last little bit of the the well season four of my hero academia we still have like three episodes left uh and so we get to hear shout baby at the end of each episode which is nice too so in some way like i never quite stopped listening to them because of that but uh still it it was nice to go back and listen to something that wasn't shout baby although i think that's their best song that's my favorite song that they do but I do really like them. Their latest single, Kesho, is really good. I like the piano opening in Kesho. It sets up the song really nice. And uh, the song really just builds up steam and has a really great chorus. So their latest single is uh, something I really do recommend everyone checking out. So for me, I absolutely fell in love with them. And they didn't really go for a go away for me as well since you introduced them, Ken. I've been listening to a lot of Ryoku O Shoku Shakai in general since we covered them. And Kesho is just fantastic. And I, I am absolutely obsessed with that one. And also their album Sing Along is just amazing. And I will say like Sabotage has probably been my favorite song by them the piano and a composition in it i just fell in love with it and that i've been playing that on repeat for quite some time 
And I do love Shout Baby, but Sabotage is my absolute favorite along with Kesho. And I just... I just think they're a very, a very unique group, despite, like you said, about having, you know, a lot of artists, a lot of bands that are similar start at the same time, but Roku Shoku Shakai really did stick out to me, especially of a lot of the music corners we've covered in general. I think the emotion and everything they put into their music stuck with me so much that I just fell in love with them. Yeah, so I, I'm glad to hear that both of you didn't kind of stick them out of your guys' rotation, so to speak. <laughs> and, you know, the EP Kisho has been wonderful, and I've I've loved it as well. So this this has been a group that I've absolutely loved, and I've always wanted to to introduce to you guys. So, and then after doing the musical, and I'm ha- so happy that you guys ended up really liking them in the long run. So overall, I'm very happy. I've loved their style, and... They've been in my rotation as well for a while as as well, continuing on throughout the year. But but yeah, with that we continue on to the lovely band Aaliyah, and they were a six or they are a six member rock band that kind of introduced the masses to a very unique sound by having instruments that aren't usually in the band, such as a violin and such like that. So how did you guys feel about going back to Aaliyah? and and kind of re-listening to them. Let's start with you, Gray. Uh, yeah, uh, going back and listening uh, to Aaliyah was definitely an interesting experience. Uh, the first single that I checked out was their latest one, Steroid. And I, I don't know why, it wasn't really sitting on much. And I was like, man, I thought I really liked Aaliyah a lot more than this song was. And then I heard Promise and I was like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, I did love this group a lot and I've, I actually added promise to my uh, to my songs that I listen to on the regular, and I've been kind of listening to it on repeat as of late. That is a gorgeous song. I absolutely love it, and yeah, uh, I I did wind up going back and enjoying them when I, when I went to e- even further back. But where that that initial distance, I was like, I thought I liked Aaliyah a little bit more. But yeah, Steroid, I wasn't the biggest fan of. But Promise, I definitely wound up really enjoying. So going back to them was a treat because I love them. And I wish if I, I would have went back to them sooner because their Alive album is phenomenal and Realize is as well. There's so many songs I absolutely loved by Alia and I would say like realize Utopia are still great and hold up and so does Impulse and Hide and Seek are two other ones that held up for me and I'm glad they released new songs because Promise is amazing like Gray was saying it is absolutely beautiful and I've also had that on my list for this this last month actually and Steroid I wasn't as big of a fan as it's okay but I-, I will say i'm so glad to see alia still releasing new music giving us something fresh and i'm going to continue watching them and seeing what else they do 
So I guess we're also three on three on Promise here because I absolutely loved going back to Promise. And, you know, giving off that unique flair of having the violinists involved in their lineup is nothing more than amazing. And, you know, having tracks like Kakudembo and Impulse just reminded me why I loved and picked them in the first place. So I'm really happy that you guys, you know, steroid aside, <laughs> really liked going back to them. Oh, yeah, I love going back to them. I had them actually on my list for uh, uh, several songs I added to a new playlist I created. Uh, yeah, no, I yeah, I did wind up having fun with them. And I, Steroid, it was a very interesting song, but it just wasn't what I remembered the group being. And then and so, yeah, but yeah, I, I did. I had a lot of fun with them. All right. So next up is mine. And... Those of you who don't remember, it was Maria. She is a female rapper and was part of the group Similab. And her music, because she is a rapper, is hip-hop, R&B-based. And for me, going back to her, I actually never left Maria in general. I've been on a hip-hop, R&B kick lately in general. So Maria easily made that list. She has great rap skills that just flow into all her songs. And I think her vocals, for being a mainly a rapper, are very, very decent. And I actually like that she does a good combination of her rap and hip-hop with her vocals. Her compositions, for the most part, go very well with her style. Her song Cold and Spasa are two I always go back to by hers. And... I enjoy. I still enjoy her new EP, Deep Float. I thought Like That and Far Away were great songs. My only issue is she hasn't had anything new since we covered her, and I'm super disappointed. I was hoping she'd release something on that end, at least give us something new. I, I mean, I know she's with Similab as well. However, I'd love to see some new solo work by her come out. Uh, Gray, how did you feel going back and re-listening to her? Yeah, no, I, it was an interesting experience, and I will agree with you, Luna. I was really saddened by the fact that she hasn't put anything new out. I was really wanting to hear you know, something recent and current by her, especially given everything that happened in the last time like we covered her. I was really hoping like, you know, she'd have something, and it, it kind of stunk that it she'd been quiet. But I did go back and check out, you know, her Deep Float EP and other stuff. And I actually wound up enjoying her more than I originally remembered. And I don't think this is something that I would listen to on the normal. But I did find myself enjoying it a lot more the second time around than I did the first. And so, I, I you know, she's a very talented rapper. And she does have some pretty good song compositions. And she also does a, some pretty interesting collaborations. And so I, I, she's pretty talented overall. Like I said, I don't think I normally would listen to her style just because it's not something I typically listen to. But it's nice to, you know, sit back and listen to something that you don't typically listen to every every, every day. So I did. I wound up in really enjoying my time with her. And I, I did enjoy my second time around a lot more yeah for for me it was <laughs> i i gotta be honest luna it was very interesting coming back to her because when i listened to one of her first songs that was kind of popped up i just ended up laughing really hard <laughs> because i just kind of forgot what style she was in 
and the kind of music she does, unfortunately, I have to kind of be in the mood for. And for one reason or another, I, if I'm going to hear rap, especially with the songs that I was um, cherry picking, I'm going to have to listen to a lot more faster composition because she she usually does a kind of slow to mid tempo, and um, I kind of want that little bit much more faster composition when I'm listening to rap. And I I would love to listen to her a little bit more, but there hasn't been a new release, and that kind of cemented my ideas about her fairly early on, which is unfortunate. Oh, I I do understand. With that mid-tempo rap style and slower ones, it's always hard to just pull yourself in. But I do agree. I'm very disappointed she hasn't done anything new. So it's hard to judge when there's no, you know, to give someone another chance when there's no newer material as well to add to that older one. All right. I guess I'm up next and we're going to be talking about male vocalist uh, Kodai Yoshida, who got started with the boy idol group X4. It was a cross between uh, Japanese and Korean. And he does pretty wide range of styles he does uh you know stuff like pop and power ballads he does he has like one punk rock song so he 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 has a pretty wide range of style that he goes through and sadly i was really devastated that he has not released anything new since uh, we last covered him but uh, i'm still excited to see what he does next and I'm really looking forward to see, you know, what he does down the road. Uh, and I really had a lot of fun going back and uh, listening to songs like Please Make Me Emotional. And, you know, like I love Tokyo Skip. That was a song I originally highlighted when we first talked about him. And that's still probably my favorite song that he does. But he, he does a lot of really good songs. And it was just nice to go back and listen to them all. But I'm eager to hear how y'all's opinions have changed on him. So, Luna, why don't you start us off? Koda Yoshida was very interesting to go back to, as this was, I hadn't gone back to him since we did MC, to be honest, on him. And I actually forgot how amazing his voice is. I mean, he has some great vocal skills, and it did blow me away. I think my only issue was his compositions for me don't always match with his voice and it did throw me off. And originally, I I know I was iffy on him and I couldn't exactly remember why. But I did change my opinion on that, revisiting him. I just love his voice. I'm still not completely sold because of the compositions, but I think, you know, I would love to hear new newer songs by him, but revisiting his his releases that have come out did make me like him a lot more and I'm glad I gave him a second chance. Like you said, I wish if he did have some new releases that way we could really go off them. I mean, but his Z- uh, Zero album was very good. Like, You Heat was probably my favorite track by him. I just thought it was phenomenal. But I'm I'm so glad I got to go back and listen to him a little bit more. Yeah, so going back to Koda Yoshida has been actually a real treat for me. And it he's a hella impressive vocalist. And I might have been a little bit too hard on him the first time going around. However, tracks like, you know, Please Make Me Emotional and Hana really showed off his vocal range and it's something that really proves that 
kind of going back to them after like a little bit of a how we do our show stage of mind really kind of helps us improve or kind of sometimes disapprove of an artist but in this point it really improved our our outlook on how this artist thinks and i'm really appreciated for that so yeah no I, i'm glad you guys kind of came up on because i remember you guys were a little critical and and rightfully so i do think you know that he's still trying to figure out his solo work and, and stuff but i'm glad you guys were able to see like the talent and stuff and uh yeah he is he like he is an amazing vocalist and i i think if he tunes up his composition work just a little bit more i think he'll have something really special so I, i'm really excited to see what he does next so next up is the MC that I had chosen was Leola, and she is a female female vocalist who got her start in 2016. She mainly does a pop rock style of music, and a lot of her music has a Hawaiian feel to it, thus her stage name, Leola. And going back to her is, I also have not stopped listening to her since we lasted... I lusted MC on, on Leola. She is just such a beautiful, serene voice that just pulls you into all her songs. I also think her compositions fit her vocals perfectly. And that's one of the reasons why I just always go back to her. She does have a more, like I said, relaxing style of music, more pop rock feel with some Hawaiian flair. And I, I just think it suits her. And even though she doesn't go too much out of her wheelhouse, I think she goes just enough to capture you with each of her releases. Like her newest ones, Shiroi Page no Nakani and As- Asaga Kuruyoni, just showcase her love, like that relaxing style she goes for, and absolutely beautiful. And even though I enjoyed uh, Naimono de Dari, Lucky Me a Little Better, which is her new, which it, um, Lucky Me a Little Bit Better Than I Did. It's like, I liked them, but I wasn't like, I didn't, I wasn't in love with them as I loved some of her other ones. I absolutely think it's beautiful. I think Lucky Me, I liked better than Naimono de Dari. But I mean, she's still releasing some phenomenal music and I'm so glad that we've gotten new releases by her and I'm looking forward to see what she'll do next. And I can say my favorite song by her is still Futati featuring Shimba just because their voices flow so perfectly together and it is one of the best love songs. I just adore it. And going back to Leola, I couldn't pinpoint what was my favorite until recently, and that's when I'm like, it has to be Futati because I listen to this one the most. And um, I'm curious to hear what you guys, if you revisiting Leola has impacted you in any ways. Gray, why don't we start with you? Yeah, no, I uh, I do remember, like, originally, I, I, I liked her. I do, I remember really wishing she'd shake things up a bit, and... You know, I I understand playing to your strengths that there is there is definitely a valid thing to do. There's a lot of groups that we cover that I think need to play to their strengths more uh, than what they do. And I think Leola does a great job. I think her voice is phenomenal. She knows how to use her talents and where she needs to go. Uh, Just 
you can hear in her work just where she's at. It is really good. And I I did really, really love uh Shiori Page no Nakani. Uh, I and actually both her latest single altogether is really good because um Asaga Kuruyoni is also really good. So both of those songs were really fantastic. And yeah, she she just has such a sweet, serene voice that really just sucks you in. And yeah, I, like I said, I would like a little bit more variety, but I I've got to where I really don't falter for it. And I, I think I think um, you know she she does what she does really well, and she's pretty she's really good. Yeah. So Leola is another vocalist who just you know whose re- latest release really changed my mind on her. A hell of a whole lot and i've really liked going back to her shirori shirori page no nakani and you know she doesn't really change the book so to speak but it's also nice to have a vocalist like this kind of to put in your pocket so to speak and i really did like asaga kuriyoni a hell of a lot more compared to futari and let it fly so kind of going back to her really i i've enjoyed every minute of it to be to be honest there so I'm glad to hear you both enjoyed going back to her. She's definitely one that I've been anticipating new releases from, and I'm glad she we could discuss some of them. So yeah, continuing on with my latest artist here, it is good to be Hakubi. They were a three-member rock band that started in 2017, and they kind of started with that concept of making music that the that the listener can snuggle to late at night to kind of have that comfort food, so to speak, and. They kind of had these really interesting, soft but powerful vocals with this out-of-world composition that I just absolutely really, really like going back to. So how did you guys really like going back to Huckabee, if you guys even left at all? Let's start with you, Gray. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I, do, I don't remember what I thought of them originally, unfortunately. And, but you, 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 you weren't on the side of them. Let's just say that much. Oh, well, well then I, I, I can report back good news then because I, I did wind up really liking their two latest singles. They're both fantastic. And I, I will say, uh, Aruhibi, I did, I think is my favorite of the two. Uh, I will say that Katagiri is the like the backbone of this group. Her vocals are just really what sell the group and just really make the group work all together. And so like for me, she's like the star of the group and I, I really can't wait to I, I'm eager to see like what they do next because I I did wind up really enjoying on my second time around, uh, especially uh, Aruhibi. I, I think that is an amazingly gorgeous song. So I never left Hakubi. Since you introduced Hakubi to me, Ken, I was addicted to 22 and still am. And as soon as Aruhibi came out, I was obsessed with that as well because Hakub- uh, Katagiri's voice is just fantastic. And I think Hakubi as a whole knows how, as a group, they know how to play to Hakub- uh, Katagiri's voice. And I think that's one of the reasons they just make all their music such a treat to listen to. And I did enjoy Akatsuki. I, I think it's a solid song. However, Aruhibi is my favorite of their new releases. But 22, for me, is still where it's at. 
this is one of Huckabee will be a group that I am going to continue to watch out for and listen to their new music, their music. I love their style. I love their pace. Just everything about them just sold me. And going back, I didn't even have to really re-listen to them because they've been on my list. But even re-listening to other tracks that I don't play all the time just still made me fall in love with them even more. No, that's that's really good that you guys really liked really liked them and kind of you kind of turned your tune back on them gray mostly because i i think your biggest criticism of them were that they were a fairly emotionally sound band and sometimes that doesn't jive well with you it just on the occasions it does but i i think it's just one of those things where it doesn't (laughs) i think it's just one of those things where i just need to be in the mood for it and like unfortunately sometimes like when we cover groups like this like in the moment when we're covering them i'm not in the mood for it but when we go back and we're like revisiting them like my my attitude toward it changes just because i'm like oh well you know i might be in the mood for it at that point and so i I think that is more also i think also just having the time to digest them compared to true going through a weekly basis kind of really helps certain groups and like like what Koda Yoshida like it really helped kind of going back and kind of digesting his his work compared to kind of doing our weekly thing yeah and like Hakubi especially is probably one of those groups that you kind of need to sit down a little bit more with them compared to just the quick flash in the pan so to speak of how we do things yeah so I, I'm glad that you guys really like them yeah and you know, Aruhibi, once again, is phenomenal. I do like 22. Kubo is just one of my favorite songs of all time done by them. So I'm I'm glad that you guys really liked like them going back and doing this. So, All right. I am the one that's doing our next artist, uh, which is Kiro Akiyama. He is a singer slash songwriter and he writes composes and arranges all of his own music and he has like this really interesting like genre he kind of does like a pop rock thing and he just has really good vocals i i really really like him and since the time we've covered him he has been really busy he has dropped three singles and an entire album and his new album of uh, fizzy pop syndrome is really, really good. I downloaded it. It's a little over 30 minutes long, so it's not a really huge commitment. You can just kind of listen to it and really enjoy it. And this, he is really, really talented. Also, he did first take versions of his song uh, monologue and Saru Gadi city pop. And both of those were really fantastic well as well. So I really, really enjoyed coming back to Kiro Akiyama. I think he is just a really talented vocalist. And I'm eager to hear what you guys have to say. So I I also enjoyed going back to him. I will say Kiro Akiyama is someone I really, really want to like. And I think he has extremely strong vocals and a few standout tracks but for me I haven't found that one track that made me go oh my god I love him this is amazing that type of thing um 
I, I think he's a very talented artist and has some fun songs. My favorite is still Monologue. I, I mean, I'm glad he released a new album, Fizzy Pop Syndrome, because it did give me a chance to, uh, you know, it deviated from his first album, which I didn't care too much for originally. And I'm still very iffy on. I think Fizzy Pop Syndrome is a step in the right direction as it has a more rock feel to it. However, for me, it still did not quite do it for me. I mean, I think he's getting to where I would like him a lot more than I do. But I still can't say I, I'm still very iffy on him. Even going back to Kido Akiyama again, I still am not sold on him. And I really, really want to be. But I am looking forward to see what he'll do next and see how his music does change as I'm glad he did switch things up with Busy Pop Syndrome. Yeah, honestly, having Fizzy Pop Syndrome really kind of changed my mind about the artist overall. His more pop rock feel, he, he has much more of a pop than rock feel. And he, it that kind of really didn't help him, so to speak, try to find himself. And it wasn't until this album that it kind of set that mood that like, oh, he's trying to still find kind of identify what he's doing with his songs and his genre which is which is fine it's fine and you need more of that album to kind of have that like like we've always said odyssey didn't really find their sound until their third album give or take same for lol so it just having that second or third album there kind of really does help kind of set the path for you and it wasn't until identity that i kind of listened to them like oh you know i it it's one of those kind of really interesting tracks that kind of made me understand why you liked them in the first place Gray. so nice uh, another one that i knew you guys were really critical on and i'm glad both of you came up one more so than other but still i'm glad you guys both came up on them and uh were able to find something that you appreciated about them all right so next is my pick, which was Faith. They are a five-member band from, uh, I'd say pop fusion band from Nagano. The Faith was very unique as they, three of their five members are half Japanese and half American. And even though despite them doing more of a pop fusion style, I think the group they formed is what really brought me to them as all their music is in English. And it's not very often that you see you see a band like Faith. So I I still find them unique and they've actually released a good amount since we last spoke about them. And I I still love them. I think they're a fun group and I didn't really stop listening to them because there's a few songs I always go back to them. I go back to headphones a lot and their new album I actually found quite surprising I was excited that that they have done so many releases since we last spoke about them. And they remind me still of a, like, 90s throwback group, in a way, as they're one of those interesting groups that just kind of, I don't know how to explain it, just kind of capture, like, irony and headphones are two of the ones I always go back to. And actually, their new album is not quite out yet, but there are four songs released from it. And Stand Up and Scream It is one of their newest ones, which I loved. And Last Will is also really good. 
but they are one that they still had a lot of other newer songs come out and I'm excited for this group and I just find them very unique and despite some of their songs are a little generic and it's something you know if you heard them in America it would be oh they're just another pop group but for being in the Japanese music industry and seeing what they encompass I really love that about them I also like their lyrics I think a lot of their lyrics are very meaningful despite having that funness with them I also think that the lead vocalist, Akadi, has amazing, like, amazing pipes on her. And that's one of the other reasons I fell in love with them. She actually reminds me of uh, Hey Monday, which was an American group I, I was a big fan of back in the day. So this is one that I still enjoy. I, I would like to see them maybe go out of their wheelhouse a little bit more and maybe switch it up and mix some Japanese in with the English. But I do feel like the English is kind of what makes them stand out as well. But I'm looking forward to their new album, Sweet Air, which got pushed back to the 20th of April. It's supposed to come out on the 31st. So, But I'm curious to hear how both of you feel about them because I know they were a very, uh, you know, a, a different type of group we covered. So why don't we start with you, Gray? Yeah, no, uh, they're definitely an interesting group. They have a very unique sound. And I do agree with you. It's the English that really makes them stand out and makes it to where, you know, that distinguishes them from a lot of their competitors. So if they kind of started slipping in Japanese, they would sl- I think they would blend a little bit more into the Japanese music industry. And I don't know if that'd be a good or bad thing, but that would be a thing. And, but yeah, no, I think faith is great. I think the lead vocalist, Akari is got a, like you said, wonderful pipes on her. And she's definitely just really carries the group forward. But, uh, you know, they really do tackle a, pretty good wide variety of styles to I, a lot of them does fall into pop but i would make the argument that their song last will actually is country western like it just has that country western feel to it and i i mean i really like it i think that that's um a really good song and it just shows that you know, they can go out of their comfort zone a little bit and do something that sounds a little different from the usual. So I I think uh, they're fantastic and I had a lot of fun revisiting them. Yeah, so the fact that they are kind of a hopping group kind of makes me want to fall in love with them even a little bit more. But I'm kind of hella judgmental on my pop rock and unfortunately it isn't enough to get me to like them as I initially did. Having that English flair does help a hell of a lot more. And I, I kind of disagree with you, Greg. I think just having them just sing straight English would would help them, especially with the pop rock. Because for the Japanese music industry, you don't really hear much full English songs for a discography unless you're punk rock. So having that pop rock feel be a little bit more much more different does kind of help them. Yeah, and, and I, I think that's part of why I fell in love with them. It made them unique in their own right for several, re- you know, those several reasons mentioned. So, but I'm glad to hear that your opinion of them still holds up to what it what it was before, if more or less changed a little. So, 
So yeah, with that, we'll continue on to the lovely group of Clome, which is a three-member idol group. And what's very interesting for them is that they, for an idol group, they produce and write and do all the choreography for all their songs. And that's very, very rare for that. And unfortunately, they don't do the hyperactive pop style that idols are usually classed in. And they kind of shake up what the genre needs to ha be by having a all around, all all around co great compositions that kind of just run through various different styles, and I kind of like that about them. So, kind of going back, how did you guys like or dislike them? If you didn't really like them after that, so I ended up really enjoying Colmy. Going back to them, and they remind me of a less energetic version of Perfume. So, but I thought they had very, very nice vocals, some amazing compositions, and I think their compositions matched well with their voices. Um, I think my only gripe is I can see why it's hard for them to stand out just because they have so much competition. And it's just they, you know, for them, I feel like sometimes you just need a certain song or a certain type to make you stand out. But I mean, I think they in general had some fantastic tracks. And I love their older ones a little bit more than I did their newer stuff. I mean, I thought their Who Is Call Me album, freaking amazing. But I also liked going back and listening to them and hear how they changed over time. Because they're a group that, for me, really did develop their music style. And I loved hearing that. Yeah, no, I, this is one group I was really glad to go back and visit. And I, I will say I was really disappointed that they hadn't released anything since the last time we covered them. I was really looking forward to hearing something new by them. But, uh, you know... I did go back and I listened to their music and I, I remembered I was really critical of them the first time around. I had a hard time getting into them and I really don't remember why. I just remember that I was, but going back and listening to them, I definitely got a more appreciation for the group and what they're doing. It, like if you just listen to it, like you wouldn't really guess that this is an idol group in any particular manner. They have very interesting song compositions that you typically don't hear in a girl idol group. They they're they definitely do their own thing. And I think Luna made a good comparison as like a low energy perfume. I hadn't thought of that, but when you said it, I'm like, oh, you know, that's a good point. And so yeah, no, I did wind up actually uh, coming up on them and uh, really wound up enjoying them. I think, you know, they have, like I said, really interesting song compositions that really just, you know, make the listener engaged. Their song, See You, has a really wonderful piano uh, in it that really just helps sell the the song. So, I will say I've come up a lot on them. I I think I was a little too harsh on them the first time around, and I I think they're really really talented. Ironically, you really did not like that song the first time around. Yeah, like like I said, it, I know I know for me it is like it is all like headspace and mood that I listen to certain things in, but 
Uh, also, I think because during this time, like when we think of Idol, you're thinking of that poppy style again, and you, you, this shows kind of how you kind of ventured out from that because it you were still in that mindset during that time. That that is also true. Who, I don't know if you would classify them as Idol because they're they're not pop poppy enough, and you were kind of one of the reasons why you were probably not in love with them was yeah. because of that fact. <laughs> True. But yeah, you, you, you know, it, it's just one of those things like, uh, sometimes like you just need distance and time and, and meditation. Yeah, on, you, on some you'll stuff need and that, like, the, the, let's just say this much. A majority of the artists that I knew that I chose, you will have to marinate on them compared to just flashing on them. So to speak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and like I said, like, um, like I'm really glad that we do catch up shows like this because, you, you know, it allow it allows us to go back through and be like, you know what, you know, maybe I was a little too harsh on them, or, uh, you, you yeah, know, like, and, it, and it isn't just with my artists, your artists as well, because a lot of them I have to really look for songs, <laughs> and it gives yeah. me that time go, going back to, especially with yours as well, Luna. There are times where like. I do that quick reaction and kind of just get in that headspace, but having this time to kind of marinate on a pretty much a well balance of their discography really helps me or helps us kind of go into that headspace of a little bit more of critiquing our artists. So, which is good. So, and, and I think this particular round was the point that it really does show that. <laughs> I agree, because it was such a variety, and going back and really diving into certain artists gives you such a good feel, because Colmy had a extensive discography, which I loved, because it gives you a good feel for them and what they've developed over time, and I, I enjoy, you know, getting that whole palette right there, so you can't, you know, you're not just judging a few songs, you can actually dive into so much more. All right. So uh, next, uh, I had the lovely pleasure of introducing three three member band, uh, Awesome City Club, and uh, you know they've been around for a while. They've they've lost a, a bunch of members, but they have this really just fun fusion of city pop, funk, and R and B, and they just have this really cool style. And even though they've gone through a lot of members, it's just three of them now, you know, they're, they've really committed themselves to it. And they recently dropped their album grower, which is just an absolutely wonderful, fantastic album. And uh, I know this is a group that I don't think any of us have stopped listening to since I covered them, but I, I am eager to hear what you guys have to say. So, Gray, you are correct. I have actually not stopped listening to Awesome City Club since you introduced them. And this was a group I had wanted to check out for so long, finally did. And when you did them as MC, and I fell in love to the point. They have been on my radar, and as soon as their newest album, Grower, came out, I was on that, listening to that. And just even... the. the and so I can't really say I've been completely not listening to them. I still think Awesome City tracks two and three are my favorites. I think all their other albums are still great, but this also gave me to go to the chant, go back and 
listened to some of the albums that I didn't care as much for and they did grow on me like grow apart I wasn't a big fan of and uh, catch the one I was really iffy on but I like going back and being able to revisit everything in a row and it made me love and respect them even more and just enjoy all their music and I'm so glad they released Grower because it's been fantastic so many great tracks on that and Wasidena, which we've talked about in Oricon. I love Tamayura and Ceremony. Uh, Nothing on my mind. Sea of Memory are also really good. But this is a band I couldn't, I, I, I'd recommend many times because they're just phenomenal. Yeah, so I mean, like I've said on the episode that we did cover them, I've been a fan of them for years. So this, like, you bringing them up, I. I knew that I was going to have a lot to talk about them. So with that, I mean, I, I've loved the, their tracks ever since their introduction. Actually, Renford introduced them to me because he really liked City Pop and stuff like that. So going on from Awesome City Tracks 2 to 3 and 4 was just kind of a stroll down memory lane, so to speak. And hearing songs like Action and Girls Don't Cry and then Catch the One. Honestly, Catch the One was probably the biggest album that i bought from them i did like that it's a girl yeah no and then obviously with the huge social media movement of tiktok and reels i've i've listened to wasted and uh like how many times over the pointless like clips i've seen of japan just using this song to 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 death at to speak it doesn't kill my enjoyment for the song, but I've, I've listened to it a thousand times over at this point. But, you know, going back to them, like I said, I was very surprised that you did chose them because they are a group that is fairly meaty. And I, I know you kind of have certain rules in place when you do choose artists like this. So, And I kind of met that rule as well because I, I didn't want to venture into them because of their lovely, lovely discography that they did have originally. Yeah, no, and I, I will say this much. I think me introducing this group is the sign of, like, like you, you keep... Because I remember when we started, you would always pick, like, these city pop groups, and I wasn't into it, but every time we cover a city pop group, like, I, I like little by little, I enjoy well, them more. Well, not so much city pop, but they were a lot more fusion style yeah. that was alluding on to city pop, and... And I told you that City Pop is a tough pill to swallow, so... Yeah, well, the, uh, uh, but I, I am glad Luna's uh, found a, a love for them and uh, that you were able to go back down memory lane and uh, just jam out to them. So I, I'm... This was one of the, the... Of all of the groups that we've covered, I think Awesome City Club has probably been the most rewarding, and I'm just glad you guys really dug them. Oh, yeah, for sure. So next up is one of my music corners and it is Fuki and I'm gonna be specific because there's more than one Fuki as we know this Fuki is signed under Victor Entertainment (laughs) (laughs) and got her start in 2012 and she is a pop vocalist so she mainly does pop music and I'm gonna say specifically mid-tempo to ballads so and you hear that from most of her music it's she is a very specific genre artist and she pretty much stays in that wheelhouse and going back to her because i do listen to certain songs more so but actually really 
re-diving into her music. Didn't I still enjoy it. I think she is a fabulous vocalist, and I think some of her compositions are really good. However, I feel after a while when you listen to one album, it almost feels like you've listened to them all. As they, Some of her songs sound very similar, and I believe that branching out would help her in a big way. And I, I mean, I still enjoy her because I, I love um, Kimija Nakujana. Kimi Ja Nakya is one of my favorites still. And I think Kimi A, Taisetsu Nahito are amazing tracks, 365. However, when you really go into all her albums, like when you listen to her best album, Love and Cry, I mean, a lot of the songs do blend together. And it really did make, go back, going back and listening to her did make me realize that is most of her tracks are ballads and mid-tempo. I would love to see her do a super, like, upbeat track and see how her vocals go with it. Or even venture into more rock and see how that flows, too. I still love her music and think she's a fantastic artist. However, I do realize she has a long way to go. Still, and I am looking forward to seeing uh, seeing what the future holds for her and if doing something new. Because as of right now... She has not had any new releases since her two best albums released. Yeah, no, I was really, really hoping that she would have a new release since we covered her. I mean, it wasn't that long ago since we covered her, so I can understand her not having a new release since then. But it would have been nice uh, because I do remember mine and Ken's biggest criticism of her was the fact that she that she does play it safe. She really knows her lane and she sticks to it. And, you know, that's, like I said earlier, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I would like to see her, specifically Fuki, mix up just a little bit. And I was really hoping, like, a new release, seeing, you know, if if she would do that. Uh, Just curiosity. But, you know, I do think she's an amazing vocalist nonetheless, and I think she has, she really knows what she's doing. And, and she does know how to play to her strengths and utilize her strengths to great effect. So, you know, I think uh, she still has like that little problem where I do agree with Luno. Like some of the songs do blend together after a while, but, he, you know, what's there is still really good and a lot of fun to listen to. And I did enjoy my time going back and checking Fuki out. And I am eager to see what she has in store for us next. And I can't wait to see it. So, first of all, I fell into the trap once again of making mistaking her for the metal singer. So, so Luna, I, I need you to do the, the metal singer next summer. <laughs> I want to, but she doesn't have anything new, and I'm really upset <laughs> yeah, know, because right. she is an amazing vocalist, too. <laughs> so, but besides that hiccup, man, it's... It's really hard not to compare to other vocalists that we've previously covered, especially on the vocal range part. And besides that, I wasn't really too impressed on my second go around. And it's it is that uh, like the both of you touched upon. It is really that because all the songs blend together after a while, and unfortunately, I'm becoming calling her. Nishinokana Jr. at this point <laughs> but because even, of just how fairly similar her vocal range is to her. Yes, it is. But I will say at least Nishinokana had 
a variety of songs and I don't feel like they all blended maybe later on but not like early yeah, a but little bit we- later on it did but like in the beginning just like how she's handling herself now it's fairly similar to how Nishinokana is currently I should yes. say that much yes I do agree the- there, there are songs that really kind of stand out to me, and 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 listening to honestly listening to love kind of really brought that up. I I really did like Homono no Koi ga Hajima Hajimari The the remastered version is actually phenomenal. I really like that. So there there is that, and just having the baby I love you. It, it has that flair of little bit R and B, which I kind of did enjoy, but just a little bit of that flair. Yeah, I think the remastered versions, I enjoyed her going back and changing it up. I like, I love that she included those in the best albums. And I feel like that really did help with some of her earlier tracks, too. Yes, yes, it did. <laughs> it did a whole lot for me, kind of going back to that. With that, let's continue on to my lovely group of Ali, who is the lovely seven-member multinational hip-hop slash funk band that formed back in 2016. You know, it's very interesting. They kind of shake up the norm by having, you know, all of the members be diverse with roots in Japan, Europe, America, Asia, and Africa. And they kind of touch on every single aspect of that and kind of have like their own range and their own genre because just of so many different cultural feels that they try to do. And I love that about them. So kind of going back to them, or if we never left from them, how did you guys feel this going, going back around? So I guess I can start. I freaking love Ali and I never stopped listening to them. Their music is so much fun to listen to, and just the combination, like the fusion of R&B, rap, soul, jazz, all mixed in one, just fits perfectly, and Lost in Paradise, still my favorite track. It's the saxophone, I mean, and also just just Ali as a whole and how they make that song flow with what they have. I mean, Leo on vocals just sells it. I mean, you look at him and then you hear him sing and you're like, holy cow. You're like, wow. And they're just such a unique group. And I will, uh, I think Better Days featuring Dos Mos and Monos is probably one of my other favorite songs. Uh, but I'm glad to see that they did have something new and their newest EP was actually pretty good. I I quite enjoyed it, and I've had so much fun with this group. I'm glad, uh, Ken, I'm so glad you introduced them, just because they're one that I think I'm gonna continue to have fun with. Their love music and dance was just fantastic. So, it was fun to listen to. Keep Your Head Up featuring Kazuo was great. Days in Sunshine featuring Shingo 2. I love that as well, but they have just been an amazing band yeah no uh back in january i got lost in paradise and i've yet to be found oh my god this this group is just awesome and i even talking about them like i i don't know if words can do this group any any amount of justice i love their just their ability to blend you know that hip-hop funk it, you're you're uh it's not an easy task and somehow they just do it with ease and perfection and it just makes each, each of their tracks just a blast to listen to and uh i i do i love their I love music and dance ep it is 
it is a lot of fun and definitely uh, something that I enjoyed. I do agree with Luna. Lost in Paradise is still my favorite. It does help that I'm watching the anime that it's attached to, Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, so it, that it kind of helps a little bit be my favorite, but uh, the whole group overall is just amazing, and I've loved them. They've been in my OG. Uh, I wouldn't be too shocked if Lost in Paradise was in my top five at the end of the year. <laughs> just a heads up, because uh, that is like one of the best songs I've heard all year, and I just love every second of it. So yeah, I mean, for being a group that I randomly chose because you were asking for a group kind of like this of just including a various amount of instruments i'm like okay i'm going to play the grace favors i'm going to pick someone that has that when i found ali i was like yep this is the group that i'm probably going to introduce and he's gonna like them so much so by just listening to one verse and i was correct on that there was another group that i i, I did that for you as well and i <laughs> i guessed right on that as well so i'm i'm two for two for that <laughs> for the for this swing around I, and i i mean i will say in the time that we've gotten to do the show can you've you've really managed to nail my taste in music i don't know if that's a good or bad thing but you you know me well so well let's just say this much i know who to introduce you well with luna i can i know who to introduce her fairly well as well so and she, she can understand all the lovely texts i give her at like two o'clock in the morning my time <laughs> yep and i'm up because it's about 6 a.m my time so you know the thing is with this leo's vocals really really just kicks ass and it really puts the cherry on top of this just magnificent group and not to say that the other members don't do well they all pitch in with their amazing compositions and they are a group that you know even though i just found randomly their unique flair just cannot be matched and i can't wait to see what the future has in store for them because i really think that from Lost in Paradise, it's only going to go up from here because they're just their style is just so out of worldly that it's hard to keep up. Oh, I think they do as well, and I'm looking forward to it. All right, moving on up to our next artist, we're going to be talking about Mukai Taichi, who is a singer songwriter, and uh, he has done a little bit of everything over his music career, and it kind of shows he. He has a very commanding voice that he uses to full effect of his songs. Uh, and uh, he help, he does write all of his own music. And he has a pretty interesting and unique style. Uh, in the time that we covered him, he has dropped two brand new singles and an album. I Well, yeah, Colorless wasn't quite out yet. So he has a new album, Colorless. And he has two new singles, Baby Cakes and Love is Life. And uh, I really enjoy Baby Cakes. I think that's a wonderful song. And I I will say, like, going back and, like, I will say Mukai was probably, I think, the hardest one because condensing, like, what I wanted to say about him was really difficult. But I, I do. I, I really like his music. I think he's a very talented artist and composer and i think he's just one of those guys that you have to experience uh but i'm eager to hear what you guys have to say so i love taichi mukai 
I, I was already familiar with him before you inter- you introduced him on MC, and he is a very gifted artist, and he has fantastic vocals. And not to mention, I love the variety in all his albums. I mean, he's been around for quite some time. However, I mean, you start with his early works and you go to now, like 24, all the way to Colorless, which is not fully out. And you just hear that he he's very experimental. And I think that's one of the reasons I love that. And I like when he does experimental music just because it's you don't see many artists who are willing to just say, hey, I'm going to just try something weird and put it in there and see what people think. And that's one of the reasons I love him is he does a great job with that. And I am super glad to see his new releases because I absolutely love Baby Cakes. I thought it was super cute. And I was I was worried about the name because I'm like, what what kind of title is that? This is going to be super cheesy. But it was a amazing track. I thought it I was very pleasantly surprised. And Love is Life is also really good. And I am looking forward to Colorless that comes out on April 21st. So I I mean, he's an artist that I have just enjoyed going back and listening to. I mean, one of my favorite tracks still is Michi, just because of his vocal work on there and piano. I mean, he's he's an artist that I just adore. Yeah, no. So he is a vocalist, once again, that I had to turn my perspective on. I, I had to admit that he is an amazing vocalist. However, the only thing stopping me from really truly enjoying him is i don't know he lacks that oomph so to speak of what i like in a male vocalist and i think once he finds it i'll be a hundred percent on board it's like 95 percent there though but that's just one of my things here you know like things like get loud love is lies spoken to mama it's one of those things i absolutely really love but it feels like just something i I don't know what it is is just kind of missing and i think i had the same grapes last time too where it feels like he's 95 percent there but just lacking one or two things that makes me not fully enjoy him uh yeah no i i can i can kind of see where you're coming from uh, I, I do respectfully disagree, but I, I can see where you're coming from. Uh, it is definitely, I, I think just due to his experimental nature, he, he that that's just kind of how I, he... I, I, I wouldn't even go from there. <laughs> I, I remember you talking about this last time I had to hold my tongue. He, he does do experimental to a point, but the thing is how I equip experimental and how you equip experimental as two different genres so to speak or two yeah. different peaks so I, I i feel like he's not doing enough to kind of go there and that's why i'm kind of just like mm, oh. yeah yeah no i i feel like that's that's my thing with him it's i just see like he, he it, you... it's like he he's going halfway in the lane but not fully committing <laughs> yeah okay yeah. i see what you're saying you wish he was riskier yeah. Yeah. More yeah. riskier. Yeah. Let's just say that much. That where he does play a risk, but he does keep it. It's like the same gripes that I have with SKN and with the Forty Eights, for example, where they yeah. try to do something a little bit more risque, but doesn't fully commit. Yeah. So okay. To speak. 
I, can I think see that's that. my a majority of my problems with him. It's just like when I feel like he does have a track where he is going out of his 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 range because he does have amazing vocals. I'm not get I'm not knocking him for that. It's just when he does something that is just like oh I think I can enjoy this, but he doesn't fully commit on that cause. That's where I'm kind of just like mm, I don't know, man. <laughs> no, I understand. I understand. And I, I know what you mean, Ken, because like I would say like his older stuff, I feel like he would try to jump out more. But when you get into his newer albums, I feel like that kind of dissipated and he doesn't really go out of his go into another lane and try to do something more, you know, like do an experimental track like he used to. And even then it was, you know, one or two here and there. But I would like to see more, you know, something a little more unique that jumps out because I do have trouble specific you know, picking specific tracks by him that jump out because sometimes it is very hard to do that with him. But I I enjoy his music and like listening to it, but I completely understand your point because I can't think of like a specific track besides Michi that completely jumped out and wowed me. Our next music corner we did was mine. It is Tears of Tragedy. They are a three-member band formed in 2008, and they do a, I would say, melodic power metal, or you could also say, there's another word for it besides that, or just power metal. So, since they, they, they're more, and the reason I'm going to, I'm going to specify what melodic metal, power metal is, is pretty much very fast-paced metal with more melody. Whereas some metal is more like really clashy, while this actually you can hear there's more keyboard emphasis in it. And also it is a lot faster in that aspect too. And so you hear more of the instruments in it than you do sometimes with regular metal, if that makes sense. But I chose Tears of Tragedy because I was in the mood for metal. And they also were one that just popped up on my recommendations from like Love Bites or Aldios who... I would like to do, but they have such a hefty discography. So I, I checked out Tears of Tragedy, and I absolutely fell in love with them. I think Haruka's vocals are freaking fantastic. Uh, Toru on guitar, Hayato on keyboard, they all blend together so well. And I think each of them has their own thing in the group. Each of them has their own part in the song. And that is one of the reasons I love them. And going, I, I've been listening to them pretty much ongoing since I found them out. But I love that in their songs, you hear each of those members so distinctly and you know who it is and just how everything flows. Not to mention, they are not afraid to do something weird in their tracks. I mean, most of them stick to what you would consider power metal, you know, your typical type of that type of thing. However, when they do go out of their wheelhouse and do something experimental, it is very interesting, and there is a specific track from their stat- status album, and it was called Curse Bride, and it is the most weirdest, most interesting track because it's like metal and screamo and some rap, and it's just this different mixture. And I love hearing things like that and them just adding something new into it. I mean, Nonsight is still one of my favorites by them, along with Yugen is just amazing. But they just absolutely drove me to, like, fall in love and just... 
I don't know, I can jam out and I feel like we don't cover metal too much, which is one of the big reasons I wanted to choose someone different and something out of our usual genres that we really discuss on the podcast. So I'm curious to see how Tears of Tragedy held up for both of you. I remember when you uh, picked this group, Luna, and I, I will say I was really surprised that I liked them because I just, metal's always a genre that I've had friends that love it and it's just something that's gone over my head, I guess. It's just never been appealing to me. But I really like Tears of Tragedy. I, I remember I liked them the first time we covered them. I don't think my opinions changed much since then, which I guess is a good thing because I liked them the first time. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, this is something that Honestly, I, I would need to be in the mood for. I, I don't know if I would. It's not just something that I would just sit down and listen to on the norm. But when I'm in the mood for it, like this is definitely what I would reach for. I do think Haruka's vocals is very, very nice. And they have really good composition. It's not overbearing. It all strikes that really delicate balance, which I think is needed in metal because you got a lot going on with the song composition to begin with. And if there's no balance, it just sounds like chaos. So I, I think they do that really good job of balancing everything and just bringing a really cool sound to it. And yeah, like this is a, a huge surprise. I was not expecting to like them nearly as much as I was as as I did, and I, I do I like them a lot. Yes, kind of going back to them was very interesting. I did have grapes with them originally, and it's still somewhat apparent, and it's not going to really change my mind on how I feel the band overall. However, having that piano really kind of offsets everything and i think that's a, a major point of why they're kind of so different than any other like metal band that we usually do cover or we have talked about in the past here having that piano really kind of sets the tone and the mood so to speak with everything oh with all the chaos going on in the background and it really helps that it really really helps that yeah, I, I agree. I think that was a big selling point for me with Tears of Tragedy is hearing like the piano and the keyboard in it is just that extra thing that is really needed. And I think it flows perfectly. Like whenever they put that in there, it just makes it work. And I don't know, I, I like that added sound to it. Yeah, so going from pretty much metal or melodic metal to something that is completely different uh i have my vocalist natsu summer who you know is kind of takes it from the southern region of shikoku from 2016 and you know she kind of has that genre blend of city pop and reggae and it's fairly interesting to kind of hear that in style as of right now and i absolutely love her with her interesting composition and just vocal range that kind of fits it all it has that tropical feel especially with stuff like Trop tropical christmas and quite no timing it's like something that is actually really really good to show how easily a balance act like that for an artist like this is just perfect so kind of going back how did you guys like or dislike about them so going back to natsu summer I did enjoy them again. However, I feel like for me, I have to be in the mood to listen to their style of music since they have such a chill sound and it's very relaxing. 
I feel like I have to be in a right mindset to fully take it in and enjoy it for what it is. Because I love the relaxing reggae mix mixture. And Long Hot Summer is an amazing track. But I think my gripe is I can't listen to them every day. It's one of those certain type of mindset, certain time type of thing. Yeah, no, I, I agree with Luna. I think uh, she is an amazing vocalist and her song compositions are really nice. I mean, she really knows how to mix it up on the occasion uh, with different instruments. Like uh, like some of her songs feature a really cool sax. Some have like a nice piano to them. And, you know, they, they just all have like this really wide variety of different styles or different types of instruments, but they're all done in the same style. And that's that laid back summer feel. And, you know, this is a great artist, especially like if you're sitting like on the beach, I can hear, I can hear the waves in the background almost. And some of her tracks actually do feature waves, but, uh, you know, this is something like I could see myself listening to on the beach and just, you know, half asleep, half in the, in the paradise suns. And, uh, she's just really lovely. Uh, she's a very relaxing vocalist too. And I, I think she's great, but you know, like Luna said, it's like, you know, I think this is something I might would need to be in the mood for. And you know, that that's just one of the things where it's like, you know, I'm not always in the mood for relaxing music, but if I need to sit back and throw my feet up for a little bit, this, this is something I would definitely shoot for because it's just, it just gets you in the right mindset and the right mood. And it just really makes you feel nice and warm. I also think it's just a majority of the timing because I remember when we first initially did this, it was dead of winter for you guys. So I think it was making you want that summer feeling now. But now since we're in that mood, I'm like, I don't think you kind of want to remind yourself of that. (laughs) I I do think like dead of winter and it's like negative two degrees outside, like not too summer. It's just like it just makes you long for the beach and you're like, oh, I wish I could go there, but. It does make me long for the beach because whenever I do hear certain tracks by them, I think about sitting out on a nice summer night where it's about 60 degrees on the beach, enjoying the water, enjoying the ocean. And with everything going on, I'm not getting to the beach this year. I doubt I will. But it's something I do long for. And that's what I picture it is me sitting at the lake sitting at the beach sitting at something like that enjoying it although we already have spring with all the rain and it's been in the 50s this week you know plus or minus a few days but I do know what you mean Ken because when we were listening to Natsu Summer it was back in December and I just kept thinking oh my god I want that to come so bad you know and then now that it's almost here I'm not quite in the mood because when I get to summer if this would be perfect beach music But also, a lot of times in summer, I also want that upbeat dance music, too, because since I'm landlocked, we don't have beaches, so we just like to go and party. But I don't know if we we can't really this year, but we'll see. All right. Uh, Moving on up to our next artist. Uh, I had the lovely pleasure of introducing Beverly, who is actually a Filipino singer. Uh, Well, she sings in Japanese, but she's her ethnicity is Filipino. She was born in the Philippines. Uh, and she actually has a very interesting story, but, uh, her voice and her, her vocals are just outstanding. She always just manages to have these wonderful songs that 
really just accentuate her vocals and really just elevate, like she knows how to elevate music that may be kind of mundane or boring. And she can really just take her voice and really elevate it to make it something special and great. And I, I, I was kind of beating around the bush to originally cover her, but I eventually decided to, to pull the trigger because uh, she's, tied in with a lot of anime and stuff. And I was wanting to go with somebody that's a little bit more independent, but I, I do think that she is worth a shout out and a mention. And I, I do, I, I really love her. I think her everlasting sky song is just absolutely amazing. And I, I can't wait to see what she, what else uh, she has in store for us. Um, but I'm eager to hear uh, Yaz's takes on it. I know we just covered her, but uh, I'm still eager to hear what you guys have to say. So I, I still love Beverly. I've been into her for, oh my God, it's been years. And she is a phenomenal voice. She, an extremely powerful voice. I love that she can easily switch from Japanese to English flawlessly. And just her music in general, despite it being more poppy, she also can do a mixture of R&B as well. And I feel like her vocals flow with it so well and another thing i love about her is to me she's on par with sharice who is another filipina singer and like just the vocals and power behind beverly's voice and i think her latest track signal and endless love featuring sota hanamura are just a treat because you hear her vocal skills come out in that and not to mention she's an artist i like to rec- recommend to people because she's very international and I feel like you can play certain songs and people will love her because of her u- heavy use of English and a lot of her tracks. And also because I guess if you were in America, some people might compare to Ariana Grande as well. And I, I think Beverly is a good place to showcase for an international audience in general. And I just absolutely adore her music. I love going back to it. Um, love Therapy is probably my favorite song just because it's cute. I like her little rap in it. And I mean, I'd rec- I, I can't even tell you what album is my favorite because I think all the albums she's done are fantastic so far and all her releases have been great. And despite her being more poppy and sometimes it does bother me that she's super poppy, but I also still love love her for that because it fits with her vocals too so i mean my opinions haven't changed on beverly yeah same honestly i was very well not surprised but i was it was very interesting that you did chose her overall i absolutely love her and being able to go back to her discography was really really great and you know she is an amazing vocalist and i really can't wait to see what her career has in store for her in the future, especially because she is not a native Japanese speaker. And that's a very, very important thing that to go off of there. So I, I'm so excited to see what is in store for her. Yeah, no, uh, I don't know if there's really much more I can add to what you guys have said and what I've already said, but uh, I am very much eager and looking forward to what she does next. Same. I see a new album in the works. So, we're going to go on to my MC pick, which was still probably fresh in everyone's mind, is Yudi. And just in case you need a refresher, Yudi is a singer-songwriter from Makahari Shiba, got his 
big break in 2019 through SNS, pretty much social media platforms. And he ha- he is an artist that I probably picked someone too new because I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of regretting it now. I wish he had a little bit more releases under his belt because I still love him. And I've been relisting to all his tracks, which is not very many right now. He only has six digital singles and I love them all personally. Although I will say like relisting to them all a couple times and his latest one, Sakura, Sak- Sakura Bare, I think is probably one of his best along with Infinity. Both of those tracks are amazing. And I actually have been listening to Sakura Bare all week and it's just absolutely beautiful. His vocals and the composition and he is an artist that I am going to be anticipating all his releases, mainly because you don't see the guy with guitar very much. You see that a lot with girl with guitar, but not always the opposite. And not to mention just he has great potential with his vocals. And I feel like he's not quite there yet with them fully as he does push them to limits in a lot of songs, such as like Kagome and uh, Kakurambo. However, I mean, he has so much potential and I I just fell in love with him, especially with Dry Flower being an Oricon. And the funny thing is, is that's not even my favorite song by him anymore, but it's still charting. And just everything about it and I love that he uses SNS because I feel like that's what really pushed him to the top is being able to utilize like TikTok, Twitter, YouTube to spread your music. It makes a big difference. So I'm curious to hear what both of you think. I know he hasn't had any new songs out and his discography is pretty short but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Let's start with you, Gray. Yeah, no, Yuri is... Yeah, especially like when we're in the last three, because we these are still pretty artists we covered pretty recently, and I, I don't know if there's much more we can honestly say than original, because there's just not a whole lot of time difference between them. Uh, but yeah, you know, going back and re-listening to Yuri, Sakubare is a gorgeous and beautiful song, but you know, I, I I understand why you 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 picked them when you did, Luna. You definitely want to get artists while they're hot. And, you know, Yuri is hot right now, you know, by the time he comes out with another album or whatnot, he may not be hot anymore. So I understand the the reason why you went ahead and picked him. And, you know, it, like a, he's a very talented artist, but I, I mean, I'm torn because I'm like, I think he's talented and I am eager to hear what more he can do. But at the same time, I'm like, like I, I don't know if I'm really enjoying like the guy with the guitar thing, like I do the girl with the yeah, guitar I, thing. I, 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 I've, uh, we've caught this many of times already, so I've, I, I've known how you're feeling about this, this particular artist, and honestly, it, it really comes down to the fact that he just doesn't have enough songs right now, and the fact that he needs an album, he desperately needs an album to really show off what other skills he has because if he doesn't then he is going to do that guy with the guitar thing and if you're not into the girl with the guitar thing you're definitely not going to be into the guitar with the guitar thing as well and it's just 
it it really shows the importance of having that album and i i think that he is going to stay relevant unfortunate oh not unfortunate but he is going to stay relevant till the album because that's how it was with yao sobi yeah no i completely agree yeah i i'm so anticipating I, that so i'm excited yeah so so i'm like I, for for me for me i i really already know how the both of you felt about him beforehand even before doing music corner because of just how down strut dry flower was and i know how you internally struggled with him great and it just comes down to the fact that with artists like him who are just really really new with their debuts it's really difficult to kind of put a pin on them and unfortunately you can't because that's how it is it that's how it is unfortunately <laughs> so i i can see him being an ely type of thing where when we go back to his career it will be very interesting from that but as of right now it's too soon to tell even from when we first started covering him to for musical to tell now it's still too soon to tell so but with that let's continue on to my last artist here and it is seven order this was <laughs> this is a lovely seven member multimedia project honestly so they they have the motto of making happy memories together and they want to share those irreplaceable moments with their fans through various genres of music theater art and fashion so you know this is a group that this is my boy idol group contribution to this this view here and they have a certain range and vocal prowess and choreography that kind of matches tr groups like king and prince color creation and people from ldh because they can really match that johnny style and i think that's very important that you know johnny needs to wake up so to speak because other groups and other contributors are trying to mock their or trying to go after their style so they kind of need to wake up but how'd you guys feel about seven order i already know how you feel about seven order gray because i particularly chose them because of this so why don't you start off here? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, you knew I would like them, and I, 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 I love them. I have not stopped listening to them since we covered them. They were on my OG. I, I love these guys. They're fantastic. I love their vocal work. It's really awesome to hear a group that can do kind of like that dancey sort of thing, that really high energy upbeat thing, but still really lean into their vocals. There's some groups that do one or the other. There's not a group that's straddling that line, so to speak, except for Seven Order. They're the only ones that are doing that. And it's great. I absolutely love it. You get the best of both worlds in their music. And I I cannot stop listening to them. I love them. I am eager to hear what they do next. I am a fan. Uh, they they might be my new artist of the I'm, year. I'm the unofficial eighth <laughs> member of Seventh. <laughs> it doesn't work like that because it, it's in the name Seventh Order. Like it doesn't work. Could be Eighth Order <laughs> or become Eighth Order. The the joke worked with color creation because <laughs> because I go by gray and that's a color, so that it's like oh you know. But that isn't a palette. Like how they do. <laughs> hey, let me have it. <laughs> <laughs> But then that's just like me saying I love Ken from Street Fighter because my name's Ken. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. What about you, Luna? So, 
going back to them, I, I still, for me, it feels like they're a group I really want to enjoy more than I do. I think they have great vocals, great potential, and they are fun to listen to, but they're still not quite my style. I feel like I do have to be in the mood to listen to them. Although there are other boy groups I'll go to before Seven Orders, such as like Adashi or Sexy Zone or, you know, that type of thing. That's very, that's very interesting that you bring this up because you're kind of going opposite of what you first initially liked of them. So that's very interesting, to be honest. I, I kind of like, I think I kind of changed, I keep changing it. Like, I love their ballads. And I think their ballads and slower songs show a lot of their power in their vocals. And I think that's a big plus for them. Mm. But I guess going back, I, I don't know if I wasn't in the mood for them the second time around. Or, you know, second or third time around when I went back to them. And I think that mm. could have been it because... I switched back to Adashi and I just couldn't get that sensation back out for me. And that could have been what it was is I can only do so many groups at one time. And yeah, I don't know well, if that's that, what that's happened. The, that's the negative thing of doing this, so to speak. I guess. Yes. And it's like, I still think they're very talented and I did like them, but I'm all, I'm curious to see what else they'll do, and I'd like to revisit them again, just to see if my opinion changes back to what it originally was. Mm. So, I, I keep going back and forth on how I felt when I was re-listening to them for this, just because it's like, I really, really want to like them, but I can't pinpoint, like, am I still stuck in this other, you know, this other side of what I've been listening to lately? Is that why I can't get back into them? And I feel like that was probably it, is it was the timing of when I started re-listening to Seven Order that just kind of, you know, changed my mind a little bit. So maybe when I have, like, another fresh palette, a clean slate, I'll probably go back to them and really enjoy them again. Yeah. So, I mean, like, for, for me, you know, not much I can add to what I didn't say a couple weeks back or months back. But I know this is going to be a group that Gray is going to mention on the reg. So I'm not really too worried about them being out of touch for us. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm going to definitely do my best to keep up with them because I, I did. I love them a lot. Uh, so I will hopefully not let you guys get out of touch. Moving on to our last group that we're going to talk about for the day. Uh, is a four-member rock band, The Engi, out of Kyoto, and they have a very interesting style that it is it is a fusion of soul, hip-hop, and electronica, and it, it is really just an interesting style to hear. Uh, the lead singer is uh, Yamaji, and he's got very nice smoky vocals each track uh this like i said was the the last group that we covered uh so i i'm fairly certain uh none of us have probably moved on what we originally thought of the engi but uh it has been close to a month maybe some uh minds have changed uh so what have you have you guys gone back and listened to more of the engi kind of reevaluated how you felt uh let's start with you luna so, I still, I think my opinion still pretty much remains what it did last time. This is a group I really want to like. I think they have great compositions, and I usually like this type of group. But I 
couldn't get into them again. I mean, even the second time trying around for Music Corner, I tried so hard. And there was maybe like one or two songs that I really enjoyed, but I didn't love. And I don't know if it's just the lead's vocals with the composition that doesn't match up. And that's what I'm thinking it really has something to do with it. Because I feel like he has a voice that you have to warm up to. And probably in time, I can see this as a group I might liking eventually. And also to see if like my taste changes or if their music evolves in some way. But I still was struggling to get back into them. I mean... I, I pretty much have the exact same opinion as last time. Yeah, no, it, it goes double for me. This should be a group in theory that I absolutely would love, but for one reason or another, I just can't get behind. It we'll, we'll see in the future about their career, but unfortunately, I'm not too sure if we're going to actually go back to them or not. And that, that's one thing, you know, they're they're a barely solid group but it's just one reason or another it's like the same reason that i feel about mukai taichi where something just like is just they're just missing that that oomph that i need in an artist for them and it's it's just really difficult to explain without not going into music theory so to speak but regardless i mean they're very solid overall but I'll just have to wait and see how they kind of pan out. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I completely understand. Yeah, so with that, let's kind of continue on here with the artists that, out of all three, uh, out of the three of us, we all picked an artist that each other's list, so if we introduced one, we couldn't use, like, three of our own and stuff like that. We had to choose one of each. So... Let's start with you, Gray. What was the artist that you chose for yourself? And we'll just kind of named. We'll go in order from there and we'll kind of just say our artist that we picked for you or from your list. Yeah, no. Uh, so for me, I, I actually had a hard time picking. Uh, and there's a couple that I think most people would think that I would pick. And I wanted to go with something that I think was a little bit left field. And uh, I wound up going with uh, Kodai Yoshida. I, I really like the guy. I really like his style. I really think that, like I said earlier, I think he's really talented. And I, I really think uh, he's close to really have, being like a breakout star. He just needs like one solid release. And I think he'll, you know, go nuclear, so to speak, and just like go into next Tuesday. So I, I'm, I went with uh, Kodai Yoshida. I, I really liked him. I, I think he's amazing. And uh, out of all the artists that I've covered, I think I'm most excited to see what he does next. So for Off Grey's List, I picked Awesome City Club. And for me, I think I chose them because they are a group that I have myself wanted to listen to for quite some time and just never got the chance and with me finally getting to listen to them, they are a group that right after MC, I continually listen. I continued to listen to throughout the rest of the year, and I just fell in love with their tracks. And I started following them, you know, even for their new album that came out. And I just, I just cannot say how how much I love their the the city pop genre. I've became a lot like a lot more. And not only that, I mean, 
just the group in general wowed me to many ways, hearing from their early stuff to their latest album, Grower, and seeing how they've changed over time that made a big impact on me because I had songs that I love from every part of their career, despite, I will say, Awesome City Clip 2 is my favorite. But I continuously listen to them. I can see myself in the future continuously listen to Awesome City Club and follow them. So this was just such a great pick. And I'm so glad you picked them, Gray, because it got me to dive into them further and also fall in love with a group that I was on the fence about checking out. Yeah, so for me... It was difficult because obviously I didn't want to go with a group that you chose that I'm already familiar with, so that's why I avoided. I avoided Awesome City Club, otherwise it would have been my pick as well, or Beverly for that matter. But for me, if I had to pick a group that you did introduce that I ended up really, really liking over time, it would be Kido Akiyama. You know, his last release with Fizzy Pop Syndrome really, really wowed me over, and I really enjoyed my time with him after that you know just having that click so to speak of what was making him unique and i completely understood from that point so with that what about you luna what was the group that you chose for yourself from your list so i chose tears of tragedy and I picked them because out of all the groups I did, I feel like Tears of Tragedy was probably the most stand out due to the complete genre change. As everyone knows, I prefer like R&B or pop, that type of style. I don't go for metal often. And Tears of Tragedy wowed me. The Haruka's vocals, just their compositions, their style of music, and also I've continuously listened to them since I discovered them. And I feel like they've made an impact on me in general because they also made me want to check out other recommended bands that are similar to them and to dive into something that I don't usually dive into. And not to mention, I found them by accident too on Apple Music. So... They were just one of those groups that I felt like stood out out of all the ones on my list. And I know I'm going to keep going back to, despite I can't see them releasing quite as frequently as like pop artists or R&B artists, you know, like, like, um, Leola or Faith or something along those lines. I can see them releasing more than Tears of Tragedy, but Tears of Tragedy just had this uniqueness about them. Non-Sight has been one of my favorite songs this year so far. And I just love everything that they do and just how interesting they are in general. So I I just ha- I just felt like I kind of had to pick them because they stood out to me as the most impactful. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I went with Leola because it was hard. I, I will admit, I, I did have a hard time choosing. It was either her or... Tears of Tragedy. Tears of Tragedy was like the most surprising pick uh, just because like going into them, like I was not expecting to like them at all and I wound up enjoying them. But I wanted to go with the person uh, that I actually wound up enjoying the most. And for me, that was Leola. I think uh, she has really good vocals. I I think she is just a very talented vocalist. And uh, I think she's just... No, she knows what she's doing and she does it well and she was another one I wasn't 
expecting the like. And uh, even though I do have like a minor criticism of her, it doesn't really detract from her in any particular manner. So I wound up really loving her overall. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand. Like, it was between Leola and then the other artist that I ended up choosing for, for you, Luna, that ended up becoming a really big pinch winner for me off of your list. And that would be Fuki. Like, for me, even though she doesn't really change her range and isn't really, like, her vocal range isn't really as powerful, she really does hit that sweet spot of what I want in an artist, especially for that pop singer. And it wasn't until listening to her Best of albums, like, fully without, on on repeat, really helped me understood her, and I really, really enjoyed my time coming back to her, probably the most, with her and Leola kind of going tied. So, with that... Let's talk about the artist that you chose off of my list. Now, it was a toss-up for, for you, Gray. I know for that much. But what made you chose this particular artist for, from my list over the other one that you also talk about a lot? Yeah, well, honestly, I of all the lists, I actually had the hardest time picking from yours. Because, I mean, I, I really wound up liking a lot of the artists that you put out, Ken. Uh, just being honest, but I, I really felt like one, we just covered seven orders. So I was like, Oh, you know, it's a little on the nose for, for me to just immediately go. Yes. They're my favorite by, by all means. Uh, and so uh, I wound up going with, um, even though there's like still relatively recent, but uh, I haven't stopped listening to Ali. I love Ali. So I, w- I went with Ali. Yeah, I, I was going to say, you know, over the course of time that when we were supposed to do this show, it is the equal amount of time that you spent with Ali. So I was just wondering. Yeah. Well, what was your, your, your choosing for that matter? Yeah. And if, if, if we did go an, an, another month, so to speak, would that have changed? No. Uh, as much as I love seven order, I think I like Ali a little bit more. And, uh, especially like, um, I listen to paradise lost in paradise on repeat on the regular, uh, that that song has just become like a part of my daily life, and I really just love their feel, their style. I I love everything about Ali, and as as much as I enjoy Seven Order, uh, I, I I like like I said, I think Ali is just a little bit. I enjoy them a little bit more. So I I I went with Ali. I think Ali is fantastic, and I am. V- eagerly anticipating their next release so i i just want to pick your mind just a bit more what is the third artist that you would have chosen then because you said i you had the most difficulty with my list yeah yeah i i did uh and honestly it would probably be uh, not too summer is interestingly enough interestingly enough i i i did i really liked her a lot too i guess we're doing the show over the years because I remember like in the beginning, I used to really complain a lot about relaxing music. And while I still don't listen to it on the regular and stuff, you know, I have grown to really enjoying it more and much in the same veins like Leola, Not Too Summer. I think like they both just do what they do really well. And uh, I think they have very interesting styles. And so I, 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 I did wind up really enjoying Not Too Summer as well. And so... Yeah, like she would be like third 
on on my on my list. So yours was also the hardest because I had several artists and it was really, I, I don't know how long I spent going back and forth. I almost changed it at the last minute, but I stuck with what I picked. So I picked Ryoku Shoku Shakai as mine and I picked them because they did make an impact on me. And I've also continuously been listening to them since we discussed them, especially Kesho has been freaking amazing. I've loved it since it came out and Sabotage and their whole sing along album is just phenomenal. So I feel like a lot of their songs really impacted me in general. And I think it's just the power behind them. And it got to me on like a emotional level too. But they were tied with Hakubi because Hakubi has also been one I've listened to constantly. But Ryoku Shokushakai beat Hakubi out because I felt like at the time I didn't think Hakubi had enough out for me to say, oh my god, I'm picking them. But I almost put Hakubi at the top because I just fell in love with them too. And the other one was Ali. But I felt like Ali was still too new for me to put uh, to choose. And I also, I knew Gray was going to choose Ali. And that's the other reason I didn't cho- choose Ali. So. So for, for me, obviously, I would love to have chosen <laughs> all of mine as well. But if there was a, a, a particular group that I actually really, really did like going through this list for... It was uh, Glome. You know, I absolutely forgot how strong each vocalist is. And th- all the tracks are absolutely for- fantastic. And I would recommend anyone to listen. And, well, I'm not too sure about the continuation of the group because of like several members then collabs with other groups every so often. I really can't wait for what is in store for the future for Clome. And I I honestly can't wait. It's probably one of my greatest joys of of doing this show. And I'm I'm happy to hear that both of you had probably the most difficult time with my list out of all. So it it, it makes it sure shows that I'm choosing great artists to for everyone to listen to. Yep, yep, and and uh, I'm looking forward to the next time we do these roundups. I'm eager to see what the next twenty artists are going to be. Yeah, no, I think like for 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 me, I think I sh- I started to mix it up the last round as well. But this is probably the biggest round where I started mixing up a whole hell of a lot more than any other artist or any other time that we have done this. I'm happy that we get to do these. So, I I'm it's still probably our biggest thing on our site the music corners and i hope that you guys are continuing on for the ride for this so yeah i mean these are always so much fun to do i love going back and re-listening to all of these i mean i know there's a few that i continued to listen to but for those that i didn't it's always a good chance to give that artist you might have you might not have initially liked that second chance because you'll go back around and be like i really like them or you know, I didn't like them as much as I remember, you know, I don't like them as much as I thought I did. Or, oh, they got something new. I, I can't believe I missed this. And it's a good way to give listeners like you guys the chance to, who might have missed some of our episodes, showcasing these artists a chance to hear us talk about them as well, as in a whole. And there's just so many artists that we've covered over this 
half a year or so. And it's a lot to take in. But this is such a great way to find new artists and hear thoughts and what they sound like. And then that way you can go check them out as well. But yeah, you know, I want to say thank you for listening to our lovely episode of our Music Corner Roundup here on Ongakuryu. You know, you can follow us on all social media sites at Ongakuryu on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow our affiliates or you can follow the website at ongakuryu.com. You can follow our affiliates, Karyu Hunter, who is a variety streamer who just finished his galactic playthrough of Final Fantasy VII. It was the first time that he actually went through Final Fantasy VII, so it's good on him for that. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash Karyu Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out our lovely affiliate, Timber Taff, who is a variety streamer in and of himself. He also did Sakana of Rice and Ruin recently, and you can check him out at twitch.tv slash timber taft t-i-m-b-r-t-a-f-t you can also check out the your sister luna rose who's probably going through monster hunter just crazily and you can check her out at twitch.tv slash rainstar kitty r-a-i-n-s-t-a-r-k-i-t-t-y you can also check out the affiliate fangirl has no name who is also going to be starting a final fantasy stream of herself but she's going to be doing final fantasy 7 remake and if you want to check her out you can check her out at twitch.tv slash has no name F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-L-N-A-M-E. You can also check out the video game podcast that I'm on with Kill, Timber, and Fangirl called Potasaurus. This week we talked about the lovely, lovely things of how Sony is kind of messing up with their whole storefront thing as of right now. You can want to hear us rant about that. You can on all podcast streaming services. Just look it up by searching Koryu Hunter, same as his Twitch handle. You can follow me on Twitter at OTYKen1 where I talk about Bang Dream, Aina Aiba, Roboco Hey Robo, more Bang Dream, and good old MLB. Opening day just happened. I am so happy for that. And where can we find you, Gray? You can find me on Twitter at OngakaGray where I'm tweeting about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz, so just follow me there. And you, Luna? You can follow me at several social medias such as Twitter, Letterboxd, my anime list, Anime Planet, Kitsu at LunaMaria87, and Nerdy Collector Luna at Instagram. But yeah, once again, I want to say thank you so very much for listening to a very special episode of Ongakudu. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much, and have a great day. Aloha. Thank you so much for listening to our music, our music corner roundup, and hope you enjoyed this long but informative episode. Hope you have a great rest of your week. Jamatane. And this is great. Hope everyone has a wonderful week and we'll be right back here next time. Bye-bye.